Real Life Street Stars. Man, uh, we are in here with Brother Ben X. Uh, I first and foremost want to appreciate and salute you coming through, uh, speaking with us. Uh, we've been actually wanting to get you in here uh, a while before. Um, but like I said, it's just more so, uh, more even more relevant now to have you uh, come in and sit with us. Uh, first and foremost, how are you doing, brother? Uh, man, I'm doing black-tastic. There you go. There you go. Man, for those who are deaf, I don't want to call them dumb or stupid, but just haven't been keeping their ears to what's going on, um, go ahead and tell them who you are and where you're from. Um, my name is Brother Ben X. I was born in prison in Galveston, Texas. I grew up in Fort Worth and uh, the Oak Cliff area is where I spent a lot of my time growing up in the hood there, uh, but more so Dallas. Um, I was in Fort Worth. I grew up going to uh, Wedgwood Middle School. Uh, then I was transferred to South Oak Cliff High School because of basketball reasons, and then I ended up graduating from DeSoto. And uh, as far as me, I am a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'm also, uh, also an entrepreneur and a coach who teaches people how to make money online through digital real estate. And the best title that I can have is brother. So whenever somebody is introducing me, that's why I always make sure they say brother because brother in the root word of brother is the word other. So whenever you're looking at me and whenever I'm looking at you, I'm looking at my other self. So how I treat myself, I strive to uh, treat you guys. So that's why the knowledge itself that I've received, I just strive to share with you all so you guys can get some benefit as well. And uh, let's go and start off like this. Um, uh, thank you for as far as letting us know a little bit of your background, but I'm curious as far as your background getting into, you know, under the teachings of, of the ministry and kind of how you got to where you are now as far as being known as Brother Ben X. Um, just kind of what took place in your life to get you here? Well, I started off as a basketball player. I was an All-American basketball player in college, um, ranked top 15 in the nation. And a brother came to my school named Brother Malik Muhammad, and he spoke about the role of the male and the female. And he was also into entrepreneurship as well um, and just being about truly separating from the enemy who we say um, is harming us. So all of his children is homeschooled, graduated high school at the age of 14, uh, 15, 16, in college already doing great things, have respect, got manners. These are well manner, uh, mannerable men and women. And uh, I was attracted to that. And uh, he brought me to the study group, which we have every uh, Wednesday and Friday in the Nation of Islam. And, uh, well, before that, backtrack before that, I reached out to him via email. And uh, I would talk to him about problems I had, questions I had. And he would refer to me um, with the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who as taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So as I began to um, come to the study groups, he answered a lot of my questions. He no longer was teaching me about, or I was no longer being taught about a mystery God in the sky. I was no longer being taught about a heaven in the sky or a hell under the ground that does not exist. Um, he brought the reality of the scriptures um, into existence. So when we talk about Jesus, we wasn't talking about somebody from 2,000 years ago uh, that's not coming back. He, he brought just the reality of the scriptures and made it real for me. And not only that, but then I saw the brothers going door to door. So you see growing up a lot of times, you know, when you see a little brother uh, with his pants sagging, we always got something negative to say. You see a brother who's rapping or got tattoos, we always got something negative to say. But as FOI, they went door to door, they went to the hood, they went to the streets to these guys. Because if you look at a vacuum, 
If I had a vacuum and I told you this vacuum was powerful and I came to your house and your house is already clean and I went over it, you would say, I mean, that's what's so special about that. But if I made it dirty, if we dropped Kool-Aid on the ground, if we went outside and got mud on our shoes, dirt on our shoes and came inside, then I was able to get that dirt up and that mud up. You would say, man, this is a pretty good vacuum. And so we was not going to condemn them. We was coming to raise them. And I think that's the best way to prove and show and prove that God is within is when you can go to a black man and woman who is dumb, deaf and blind, not physically, but mentally and spiritually and wake them up. And so once I saw that and I went to go watch Muhammad Ali videos when he was in the nation, I watched the full lectures of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and any question that I had about the scriptures, questions that I had about life being a man, I got those answers from the teachings and it was real. It wasn't something that was mystery. We didn't leave it to allegory. Uh, it was just real for me, and it, and it worked for my life. I started to apply even before I joined the Nation of Islam, so I tested it, I used it, and I saw the benefits. And what, uh, what, what age are you now? 25 years young. There's a lot of people that, you know, I don't want to say misguided or either lost, but a lot of people are, you know, searching for answers and looking uh, to possibly, you know, wrong influences. Um, who were some of your influences prior to coming to the ministry as far as uh, either male figures in your life or people you looked up to uh, early on? Um, definitely my mom. I saw her work night and day. Uh, one of the things that she said, she bust her ASS for me so I don't have to need or want for anything. I saw how she never made excuses. I saw how she went out and worked and she would be proactive in providing. Uh, Brother Malik and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says love proceeds wants and needs. So as a basketball player, before I even thought about me being thirsty, when I opened up the refrigerator, she already had the Gatorade right there. She already had food there. So I learned a lot from her and just the fact that she was able to sacrifice her life to give me life. And what I mean by that is she's not my biological mother. However, she came and got me six or ten days later and she literally sacrificed her life not going on vacations, not buying her cars, not buying her shoes, not buying her clothes to make sure that I was okay, to make sure that I had clothes, to make sure I had shoes, to make sure I had the electronics that I wanted. And I think you can't get nothing better out of that uh, from a woman or from a mother. And uh, that was a big influence on me. And it showed me that when you sacrifice your life to give life to others, uh, you may produce something that is special. And I took those principles and what she taught me uh, and now I use that company with the Nation of Islam, and uh, here I am today. So the discipline that I had, the fact that she was able to defend me when certain things happened, uh, all those principles I still use today. And actually, a lot of them kind of agree with the Nation of Islam, whether she knows it or not. Definitely. Um, and kudos to her. Um, so we're here, you know, I want to say in the zero hour, because it's, uh, you know, we're at a, we're at a point in time to where, you know, like I said, a lot of people are, are, are lost. A lot of people are, you know, moving without guidance. Um, you have built a, a, a social media following to be able to lend your voice to some people that have wanted to lend an ear. Um, and that's a powerful thing. Um, there are things going on in America and just the world today that I did want to, you know, touch base with you on. Um, I, I feel like it's a conversation that we need to have, that we need to have. And, um, and I, I want to kind of get your take on it. Um, so right out the gate, first and foremost, um, I know you're aware of what happened, of course, in uh, Minneapolis. 
um, with uh, the brother George Floyd. Um, I do want to just get your take on the incident itself. Um, what you know, of course, there's only so much information that we have and that you know they're giving to us. But just from what you know and what you saw and what you see, what was the wrongs or the rights in that scenario, and how do you feel it could have played out if necessary? As far as the police is concerned, I don't know any rights uh, that went on. But I think from our side, uh, what could have happened is we could have got involved and stepped in. Um, when you look at what's going on today, a lot of people are throwing rocks, throwing bricks at police cars. Oftentimes, I don't think they would do that if they was alone. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that 98% of our problems could be solved with unity. He said our unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. And so when you look at the people going at the police now, I think it's because they're not alone, they're not by themselves, and they got people that they know are going to ride with them. So what could have happened in that situation, the brothers, whoever was around, could have you know, got involved and stopped the police from being on his neck. Yes, that is a sacrifice. Yes, they probably would, would have been in jail. Yes, they probably would have been charged with assault or whatever the case may be. But possibly, you know, we don't know. We don't know if he would have, something would have happened and put his knee right back on his neck. But possibly um, that could have been done. In the Quran, it says that, you know, we are not aggressors, but we fight with those who fight with you. Uh, we are to be respectful and we respect authority. However, we don't let anybody or we strive not to let anybody make us do anything that's outside of our religion or that oppresses us to the fact that you're going to take our life because you didn't give us life. And so we have that right, no matter what the law says, to, re to fight against that, uh, those laws to protect our life that we have. And so I think in that situation, what we could have did is just stepped in instead of only just recording. Uh, but I think that's why we have to be unified because we have to we have to feel the pain enough to want to get involved. Like if that was somebody's daughter, they probably would have stepped in. If that was somebody's biological brother, they probably would have stepped in. So I think that's why knowledge itself is so important because once we increase in, a, in the knowledge itself and understand that we are direct descendants of God and we're all, uh, all connected, we're all atoms, then we'll be more willing to step in when we see injustice in those type of situations. And so uh, that would be my thoughts, uh, just stepping in. I think that's pretty much the only thing I, I think could have saved um, this situation. And, and realizing that that is your brother may not come from the same womb, but that is a brother. And I think uh, increasing that love and knowledge itself. Because the minister said one time, you know, if I step on your, if I step on your foot, your mouth is going to say something. Your foot not going to say nothing. Your foot may move, but you're going to say, ouch. Why? Because our body is connected. Our body is connected. We got these nerves that's all connected in. And so once you hit me in my arm, there's certain things that my whole body is going to do. My whole body is going to be affected. So we have to get to a point to where we're so unified to when you do something to one brother, I feel it all the way in Texas. If you do something in New York, I feel it all the way in Houston. I feel it all the way in California. And we have to have a unified response. I think we have to be trained ahead of time and be proactive. I, I don't call myself necessarily an activist, I call myself a pro-activist because I think if we are protecting something, the word protect means to keep away from harm. So if we can change the way we move, if we can change the way we think, and if we can think about separation 
if we cannot get along in peace with them, then I think a lot of these situations can be avoided and we don't have to worry about reacting to certain situations. We can just avoid them and all. So, for example, lastly, if I got a daughter and I'm trying to protect her and somebody rapes her or somebody, you know, hits her in a certain manner, I can react and say, man, I'm going to shoot this dude. I'm going to beat this dude up. We finna go ride on this dude, as some of us may say. But she's already been impacted. She's already been affected. She's already going to be dealing with some trauma. But if we can change the way we move, if we can change the way we protect her, then she never will be touched for us to have to make a reactive move anyway. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six figure friends are on teaching you every single week if you want to join the abs tribe go to www.whatisabstribe.com www.whatisabstribe.com agreed agreed um speaking of being proactive um you know us as society we give a lot of faith in our government we give a lot of you know their job is to of course not only as far as with police serving protecting but to making sure that, you know, whenever those things go awry, that, you know, the the result is quick and swift justice. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel the response as far as from what you saw was in line with what the government should be doing as far as an in, in investigation and things like that, as far as what was given to us, what was seen in their immediate response? Uh, man, as far as I'm concerned, as far as investigation goes, it's clear as day what happened. Um, I think that the other three police officers should be charged because it was not just on the, on, the, on the one who was on his neck. I think all of them who knew the pain that he was going through and it was putting their body on him, I know they said that it was due to pre-existing conditions. But, hell, like I say, you know, um, if y'all wasn't on him with these pre-existing conditions or not, he wouldn't be gone. So I think uh, not only should the one who was on his neck be charged, but all three uh, should be charged as well, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely. All um, four, I mean. Yes. So, of course, there's been unrest in not only Minneapolis. Um, you know, of course, they burnt down the third precinct in which the four officers worked. Um, there, there's been looting of uh, local businesses um, for the past four to five days. And then, of course, it has spread it, you know, as you stated, to other cities and other states. Um what are your thoughts as far as on the the peaceful protests and the what is from what we see is the looting and the rioting that's kind of going on as well on top of the peaceful protesters? Um, I think everybody has a lane. Um, I think we need to practice operational unity. I think all of it brought about the result. I just think that we should check our intentions and why we are doing certain things. Um, peaceful protest, man, some people say it worked, 
Some people say some people say it don't work. But at the end of the day, uh, if the man wasn't killed unjustly, there would be no reason to protest at all anyway. So let me first get that out of the way. But secondly, on our side, I think we need to check the reason why we are protesting and we need to check not harming ourselves and going after ourselves because we've already been killed. So don't go to the black business and, and, and mess it up. Don't go to our neighborhoods where we live at and mess it up. Um, and I think that's one thing we have to necessarily check. A lot of people are out there for fun, which I do understand, man. We ain't got nothing to do with quarantine. So a lot of people out there and it's not because of Brother George Floyd is because it's the thing to do. So I do understand there's a lot of people like that. But then we also have to consider that there is a such thing as agent provocateurs as well. We also got to know at, back in Ferguson that certain people was planted in to throw rocks at the police because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talks about justifiable homicide to where when we're doing something against each other or when we're doing something against them or it appears that we're doing something against them, they're going to use that as justification for shooting us. Now we got to have a whole nother group on the front line because somebody done been shot. Or we got to have a whole nother group on the front line because somebody has been killed. So I think we just have to not only have just a, a, a violent protest or a peaceful protest. I think what we need is an effective protest. We need to look in the past because, you know, history best rewards us for our research and see what has been working. You know, um, we should be thinking about separation at this time. Because this, this is the reason why I think we should be focusing on separation, meaning that we build our own system. We change the way that we're living because obedience is the highest form of sacrifice. Yes, I can go outside and sacrifice my time and go do some things. But when this thing dies down, am I going to be obedient enough to stay separated from this enemy that I say that we have? So if we're looking at NBA or even we look at the police. Yes, those four got fired. But what's going to happen when they hire Steve? When they hire Craig or John or whatever the case may be, if it's a school system that's mistreating us, what happens when they when they fire the president or the principal and they put a new principal in? They're all going to fall in line with the system. Same thing with the president. We think the president run anything, but we forget about those who's behind the scenes that got power and make decisions as well. So not only should we think about burning down buildings, but let's burn down the thought in our mind that we have to depend on the white man for us to do for us what we have the power to do for ourselves. When we talk about being in the front lines, let's stop being in the front line of the welfare center, which the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, if you turn around, says farewell to the ability or the drive for us to go do something for ourselves. Let's not be in the front line of their jobs. Let's not be on the front line of their businesses because we do know that the white man respects his dollar. And so if we can hit him in his pocket, we've seen in the past, once money comes out, now he makes certain little changes. And so we also got to think about insurance. I understand we burning certain things down, but when you think about it from a different perspective, some of these white people wasn't getting the same support that they got throughout the year due to the pandemic, due to the quarantine. So now some of these people were already hurting. Some of these businesses already didn't understand how to pivot on social media. Now we come burn it down. Now they're getting a paycheck that they probably wouldn't have got. Now they're getting money that they probably wouldn't have got. So all I'm saying is we got to rise above emotion and, th and to the thinking of God and think mathematically and let's channel this energy that we have, which I love. I love the spirit. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, no, they are not thugs. They are not criminals. These are people who have been experiencing injustice. 
However, we have to find a way to look up to a leader, listen to the leader. I would not say that there's no leaders out here because that will be false. There will be disingenuous to the ones who we do not know who has been putting in works 365, not just when it's trending. But we got to channel this energy that we have, channel this unity that we have, and then move it somewhere to where 10 years from now, our children don't have to go through this. And we can no longer say where the leader's at. We can no longer say where this group at because my son is not going to say, Dad, you sure right. The reason you couldn't build nothing is because somebody on Instagram didn't do something for us. The reason we couldn't do nothing is because somebody on Facebook that stayed 35,000 miles away couldn't do nothing for us. That is not going to be an excuse. So we have to learn how to look towards the leader within, organize, mobilize, and do what we already know we're supposed to be doing. So when we talk about a leader, when we talk about organization, all of us have a God within, meaning we have a conscious or a self-accusing spirit within. We knew we were supposed to be trying to find a way to get off this job. We knew we were supposed to be trying to get multiple streams of income. We knew we were supposed to be taking our children out of the school if we come out and say, I didn't learn anything. So we know what we're supposed to be doing. Let's take this time and channel this energy to do what we know we're already supposed to be doing. And I'm glad you said that because that's one thing I was going to touch on as far as some looking for some looking towards leadership or looking for a leader to kind of give them guidance. But as you stated, it starts within uh, because, again, one person or one thing that you're looking for can't be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And this is everywhere thing. So I thank you for touching on that. Um, But I also do want you to touch on when it does come to, you know, of course, within the peaceful protests, they used to look to uh, Martin Luther King. Malcolm X and even Farrakhan. Now they do have Trump as the you know leader of the free world. He is the president. Um, he is able to be vocal, and he is vocal. And there are people and entities that not only lean on what he says, but either take what he says literal at times. And of course, it creates a reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts as far as on his response, not only to just what's going on in Minnesota, but around the world, even with the pandemic, and just him being you know vocal and speaking and just the things that he say. To be honest, I haven't kept up with every single thing um, that he said, so I can't give an intelligent answer on everything that he said about certain situations. I did see what he recently said about uh, the looting, and then it's going to end up the shooting and all this different thing. He's going to send the National Guard in. I think he's just doing what a so-called uh, president is supposed to do. But the reason I don't know everything that he's doing, because as far as I'm concerned, you mentioned Malcolm X. You mentioned Martin Luther King, you mentioned the minister, and now we have Trump as the leader. I think um, the leader is whoever we submit to. And as Muslims, we are taught that we submit our will to do the will of God. We submit our will to do the will of Allah. And we are to respect authority until it goes against our religion or our beliefs or our way of life. And so the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said this. He says every action that we have is led by a conscious thought. And so if somebody else has control over our minds, they have control over our behinds. And so no matter what Trump is saying, if we lead our ears to right guidance, if we lead our ears to the God within that's already telling you the right thing to do, it doesn't matter what Trump says, because what, whether if it's Trump, whether if it's Obama, whether if it's Thomas Jefferson, I don't care who the president is. Them being in that office is not necessarily going to change our condition, and we saw that with Obama. Some people think Abraham Lincoln or Bill Clinton was the black person. None of them black, but however, at the end of the day, it's based on what we're going to be able to do for ourselves because we cannot depend on the government, which we say was not created for us in the first place. 
So it doesn't necessarily matter to me uh, what Trump is saying. Uh, not saying what he's saying is not important. That's just not my particular lane, and I don't like going into a lane uh, that's not my lane. I have seen um, progress and results from us organizing within ourselves and listening to leadership within our own um, community. So I think we need to heed the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We need to heed the guidance of whomever is on the front lines, whether if it's New Era Detroit, whether if it's New Era Chicago, whether if it's Tamika Mallory, whether if it's my son, the general. All these different people are great leaders that we can lead our minds to. And I think that's who we need to tap into. And once we do that, we'll be able to change ourselves, then our family, then our community. Then it wouldn't matter what he's going to be doing because we wouldn't have to be doing no protesting. We wouldn't have to be doing no boycotting because we're building up our own. We're shopping with our own. And then we have to have, I think, an agenda. Uh, because when we don't have an agenda, we'll go with whatever Trump says. If we don't have an agenda, we'll go with whatever somebody says on TV. If you're dumb, deaf, and blind and you tuned in and you think the news is all real. And so the reason I think we have to have an agenda is because I always say this. And this goes into the organizing and the protesting and things of this nature. We have to, de we have to decide... What is our destination? Where are we trying to go? Is it to become fully independent? Is it to fully separate? Is it to teach our own children? Is it to have our own businesses? We have to come together collectively in unity and not uniform. Uniform is everybody in the nation of Islam. Uniform is everybody asking where the nation at. Uniform is everybody asking where the Black Panthers at. Uniform is everybody asking where the NAACP at. No, we ain't going to do that no more. We're going to say, we got, you got your unit, you got your way, we got our way. We're going to come together at a table, and we're going to figure out what the universal decision going to be. We're going to figure out what the universal destination is going to be, because Siri never gives me any direction until I have a destination in. I can't stop and say, hey, Siri, how do I get to what's the name? It's going to say, doo-doo, yeah, what is that? I can't go down the street and, and, and roll my window down and say, say, fam, uh, how do I get to whatchamacallit? He's going to say, well, what you talking about? It's only till I say, man, how do I get to this certain destination where Siri going to say, hey, turn left, keep straight, turn right. And see, when we have an agenda on the table that everybody can observe and look at, what do the scriptures say? The scriptures say we all fall short of the glory of God. So none of us are perfect. I don't care how good we look. So sometimes we may get off the path. So when you get off the path, when you're driving in your car, what happens? If I take the wrong turn, Siri's going to say, hey, Brother Ben X, reroute, do a U-turn. But when we don't know exactly where we want to go, if we don't know what we agree to, we're going to do whatever somebody says. And that's why agent provocateurs can come and be successful. That's why COINTELPRO, when it was built, can come and be successful where they send agents in where they come and make false articles, where they come send fake protesters in to go do something. Now you got a battery in your back. Now you got this battery in your back and you finna go do something to somebody else, send yourself to prison, now your family's struggling. Now we gotta have somebody on the front lines all over again for your family. What good is it for me to go fight for somebody else and then put my own children who I am guarding over in position to where they ain't got nothing? When I didn't have to do that, when I could have been more effective doing it that way. So I think we have to have an agenda of our own. And once we have an agenda on our own, that's what we follow. And number one, follow God. If you don't believe in God, add an O to God. Now you got good. You Look go. at the God within yourself. Look at the self-conscious spirit in yourself. You know that you know that that spirit within and you was telling you, man, you got to separate. How am I going to be effective if I'm stuck on a white man job nine to five? It don't make sense. If I say, say, fam, we finna boycott from two o'clock to eight o'clock. I can't have you saying, say, well, I'm at work, boy. I, I'm going to hit you when I get off. You're too busy. 
And I think that's the reason so many people saying where the leader's at, because you've been following another leader. You've been following another mindset. So if you're doing a nine to five, you can't see when they're organizing. When you're doing a nine to five, you couldn't come to the meeting because you was too busy. So now we got to find a way to separate so that now we're not serving the banks, trying to pay the bank off. Now we're not serving the white man or somebody else trying to pay out some debt. Now I got assets built up, which is why economics is so important. Now my assets is paying my bills. Now anytime I want to be creative because I got a solution for the people, or anytime I want to be a soldier from somebody who got a solution for the people, I'm free enough to do that. And I think that's going to be very uh, effective versus, you know, trying to fit in what everybody else say. Definitely well said. Um, I am curious as far as, you know, what your answer or what, what would you like to see as far as um, a fix to the problem, not only with just the police to, uh, you know, just the way they treat people in general, uh, black people, as far as what, we're, what we've been seeing. Um, what do you feel are, you know, some remedies or where could they start to stop seeing less of what we see on a day-to-day or just month-to-month? It seems like every post or every week there's a new post of some kind of, uh, you know, racially motivated, uh, you know, situation regarding, you know, people of authority and minorities. Uh, what would you believe we could start with a fix, a solution? Man, as a brother who believes in God, Moses never talked about integration. None of the prophets talked about integration. Even when you look at Noah, Noah said, hey, man, get in the ark. You didn't get in the ark, you wouldn't save. Moses didn't say, uh, let's integrate. He said, let my people go. Meaning that we got to come out of her. Even as G, come out of her, my people. So you got to come out of this systematic way of thinking. So number one, the ultimate answer is, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, uh, separation is the best and only answer. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that self-improvement is the basis for community development. So I can't give you a plan, a big, broad, detailed plan, if I don't know who you are. Only you know what you got to fix. We got the coronavirus going on. We covering our mouth, but we putting poison in our body. So you know that you're overweight. You, you, you know that your finances is off. You know that your family is not together. You know that all these things is going on in your family. So first of all, you got to correct what you already know you got to correct. Um, that's number one. And then we just got to focus on separation, finding out how can I still away and build my own nation? What do I mean by still away? Are you saying, Brother Ben X, after this pandemic, Everybody need to quit the white man job. No, sir. No, ma'am. What I'm saying is, though, we have to find a way to wean ourselves off of the white man. Cut off that ambiblical cord. You know how when you get to a certain age, you you cut that thing off or it falls off. Well, we at that time where we got to cut it. You ever been in an abusive relationship, sisters who's watching and you've been with this guy and he's punching you in the face? And he's beating on you. and You got a black eye. He's disrespecting you. He's not taking care of you. He's treating you like some broad on the streets. What does your cousin say? Girl, you better leave him. What does your uncle say? Girl, I done told you plenty of times to leave him. What does your dad say? What does your brother say when they come over there and they handle business? Then after they handle business, which doesn't happen, you go right back to him. What do they say? Oh, man, I'm, I done told her she's going to have to leave. Well, that's what kind of condition we've, in. We, we, we've been in. We've been married to them for over 400 years. We've been depending on them for decades, for centuries, I think it's time for us to separate and do something for ourselves. So explain the still away method. 
I'm on a job. Instead of me using my money to go to the strip club, instead of me using my money to go buy the lady's shoes to impress people I don't even know, let me take this money and build up my business on the side. Let me take this money and invest on the side. Let me take this money and put it into life insurance because if I got some life insurance, if anything happens to me, we ain't got to do no GoFundMe's. That's the easiest way to pass down some generational wealth, have some life insurance. So once I got the life insurance, I may not have the wealth yet, but my brother Jake said, hey, man, maybe you can buy some wealth before you get up there. So I may not have 100000 I may not have 500000 but I may have an extra $200 a month. I may have an extra $300 a month, so if I can pay that, if anything happens to me as a man, now I can go out and move how I want to move because I know my family's straight. But you can't really do that if you're like, damn, if anything happened to me, what my family going to do? Man, what my children going to do? Because this is who you really love. I mean, you love your people, but this is your seed. So you want to make sure home and base is taken care of first. So I think we got to get some life insurance, find a way to get some jobs. Now we got to unite with the farmers because they also killing us in the food. So, yeah, they can get you with the gun. But guess what, man? They'll get you through the water. They'll get you through the food. So now we got to say, okay, man, how can we do for self with that? How can we get some land? How can we support our own? So the same energy that we have on social media saying where this at, where this at, and where this at, when it comes into fruition, we got to keep that same energy and support. We got to learn how to homeschool our children, teach them knowledge itself, not the knowledge of somebody else. Let me ask you a question. If I took a picture of a room and you in this room and I, and I turn and I turn the camera over and I say, hey, man, check it out. Who's the first person you're going to look for? The first person you're going to look for is yourself. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said the reason we're not they're not interested in the in the education. The reason they're not interested in all the things that they're saying is because they don't see themselves in the picture of life. They don't see how this going to benefit me. That's how I was with history class. What am I learning about Albert Einstein for? But if I knew about Malcolm X, if I knew about Marcus Garvey, if I knew about Noble Ali, if I knew about Louis Farrakhan, like I said before, the word brother you have the word other in there. So he's the other me. If I can see him being successful, I can believe I can be successful. If I learn more about Mansa Musa, how he was out here getting money too, and how he's part of the richest man that ever lived, well, shoot, if he's black, if he's an original man, well, shoot, maybe I can do some of that as well. And so I think we got to separate financially. We got to separate mentally, spiritually. And once we do that, I don't think we even have to worry about them. A plan that I put together which is on my Instagram, I said, hey, man, what if we got a business together and we hired all the soldiers in the streets that's gangbangers that say they tough, that say they got the thukas on them and they going to do whatever? How about if we made them the security guards and we was able to gather money from amongst the people and then we was able to pay them every month? And then we have a business that set up a security company. We can put some key man insurance on them. And then that means if anything happens to this brother during his line of duty, during his line of business, the business actually is the beneficiary. And then we can build with that, hire somebody else, go get a, a, a center or something. Then we, had, we set the brother also with life insurance so his family can also benefit from what he's doing as well. Now we can hire our own. Now we got a, a, a dispute. Now we got something going on. We can call a soldier. We can call somebody who you grew up with as an uncle. We can call somebody who you grew up with in the hood. Now when he comes and he sees you acting kind of angry or you loud, he's not going to judge you. He know that's how we talk when we get angry. Y'all grew up together. He's going to say, man, chill out, man. Come on, man. Let's get this stuff together. But when you white and you don't grow up in our community and you see somebody and you're really afraid, you're going to the gun because the gun is your power. Your power is not the respect. 
Your power is you not being able to negotiate and defuse the situation. So because you're scared and you don't know what to do, your first thing is to go for the gun. Your first thing is to be violent, even when the brother or sister wasn't violent at all. So I think we have to figure out a way to get into operational unity, figure out, man, what is your goal? What is your skill? What is your talent? And once we do that, we don't have to worry about telling somebody why you're not outside protesting. You don't know what that brother doing. Just because you walk around with your gun, what's going to happen when you get shot? You going to the white man hospital? What's going to happen when you get shot? You going to go to the white man to fix you up? We also need black people that can patch you up. So they may have not been walking outside with their guns, but they still helpful because you're going to need them on the back end. We still got a future 10 years from now. Well, who's who going to be teaching this, the, the children? Look at slavery. In slavery, they took the man away. They took the woman away. Now who's vulnerable? The child. Now the child doesn't know the mother tongue. Now the child doesn't understand the God within. Now the child doesn't understand the family values. The child is being brought up by somebody else. Well, when we got men that's telling women, you better go get your 50%. And you value 50% of income from a woman more than you value your children being taught properly, then we're going to continue to go into this circle because they're being taught by somebody else. So I think we got to establish what is my role, what is my gift, what is my talent, and come together in unity at that point. I think that's when re uh, real unity is going to happen because we got unity when, when we go into the kickbacks. We got unity when we go into basketball games. That's unity. But what are we coming together for? If we can say the goal is the school, we also need media for the school. We also need cooks for the school. We also need teachers for the school. We also need janitors for the school. So instead of me trying to tell the janitor, to go do something that he's not prepared for. Now the janitor says, oh, that's the goal? Oh, I'm going to get in where I fit in. And I think that's how we're going to be able to do it. Let's determine the goal, find out where everybody's role is, and then we all come together to keep the body alive like the body works, the knees, the hearts. So if the, let me tell you this. If, if, if you get shot in the heart, or if the heart fails, you can die. If, you break, if somebody break your neck, you can die. They get your spine right, you can die. If I stab and you bleed out long enough, you can die. So all of these things operate differently. But if one of them gets harmed enough, that can kill the whole body. That's how we got to think about our people. I may not be the heart. I'm the lung. I may not be the liver. I'm the knee. But all of it keeps the body alive. So stop letting us dying make us go against one another. Black men get killed. Now you want to go out to black organizations saying what they're doing. You just don't know what they're doing. Black men get killed. Now you want to go out to black leaders or black social media influencers online. No, let's stay focused. Don't get all hyped up because you've been out there for two days protesting. Now you want to go out like you've been out here 365. Now you who who P. Newton part two. Let's be humble. Play our role. And, and, and when we trying to encourage somebody to get involved, let's do it with the right spirit. Instead of saying y'all niggas ain't got no schools yet. Say it like this. Hey, brother, I noticed that y'all got an organization. Hey, man, I suggest that y'all got a school. I got resources and I want to help out. Is there any way I can help out? See, that's a little bit better. That's not going to cause tension in that in that certain conversation. So when we're correcting somebody and trying to get our people to do better, let's say it with the right spirit and not act like we some white man trying to condemn our own people. Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to build your own banking system. Yes, I said it. Build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook. Yes, textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system. 
with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com. Thank you. Uh, again, very well spoken. And you, you, you're, you're touching on points that, you know, the questions that I even uh, had allotted for, you, you're touching on those points. Um, having generation, generational wealth is something that, of course, we do need to look forward to going forward in our future. People, people do believe that we have a generational curse. Uh, you know, we're only, you know, three generations removed from slavery. Um, so, therefore, sometimes they don't know the way. They don't know where to go to, and they're not getting taught from, you know, there's uh, one-parent homes. They're not getting the right teachings to move forward. Um, school just ended. A lot of kids just graduated during the pandemic. Um, they're going into summer not really knowing what to do, and as you can see what's going on, they might be influenced by what's going on, what they see on the news and what the media is portraying. Um, for those young kids, uh, males and females, um, what could you say to them? I know you teach uh, entrepreneurship, uh, you know, utilizing social media to build businesses, uh, streams of income. Uh, I do want you to speak to the youth real quick because most of our fan base is the younger generation, and they do look for, you know, some type of words of wisdom, guidance, and they discuss it among each other. What conversation points going into the summer should these young men and women be speaking about to go forward? First of all, uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, this is the best generation that we've produced because we are fearless. So the fact that they're able to go out and do what they're doing in the face of the police shows their fearlessness. So that's important. We have never, you know, talked down on that. So the fearlessness is important. But I think we, we need to focus on purpose as well. For me, the reason I didn't get in the streets with brothers that I know, I got brothers who are doing life in prison right now, and all of them said that this is not a place for you to go. So I know it looks good on social media. Nigga, I don't mind going to prison. I, I just don't understand why we want to go be locked down uh, by an enemy, basically going into slavery, because the 13th Amendment says that they abolish slavery except for punishment for a crime. So you can't enjoy, you can't be free, you, can't, you ain't getting money like you was in the streets. So I think we got to focus on our purpose, um, because they say an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Find a way to get some money. Ain't nothing wrong with getting money. You know, I know that's what a lot of young people are into. That's why a lot of times I, I speak on that. You know, people oftentimes telling them don't worry about no money, but then you see the older person damn near finna kill themselves to get enough money to pay the rent. Living check to check, then you go tell a young brother that it's wrong to make some money. No, continue to make your money. Continue to build for yourselves, but have a higher purpose for why you're doing it. Going back to the scripture, when Jesus found Peter, Peter was just fishing. He didn't say, Peter, man, I want to make you a mechanic. He didn't say, Peter, man, I want to make you an artist. He said, Peter, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. How I interpret that is, don't condemn the brother because he's rapping. Don't condemn the brother because he's an artist. Show the brother how to develop that and grow that. Maybe you educate them. Now he has a higher purpose for his music because the minister said, no, these are the leaders. Hell, I, he, said, well, he said one rap song is worth more than 100 sermons. Yeah, you got T.D. Jakes. Yeah, you got the minister. Yeah, you got all these people. But he said the rappers, 
One song is worth more than 100 sermons because whatever he said within that three period of time, I'm, remi- I'm reminded what he's saying. I'm rapping it back. It's in my subconscious. I, I, I remember all the words. But this lecture that was two hours long, one hour long, I may not remember all that. So if we can educate them and have them put that message into a song, because a lot of times, you know, people be lying anyway, acting like you done killed 50 people. You ain't killed 50 people. If you are doing that, you will be in jail by now. So we understand that it's entertainment, and, and one thing we cannot do is judge them because they're just trying to make a way. If I see twerking is how I do it, I'm going to make some twerk music because I'm trying to get out of here. If I see this gangster rap is how I do it, I'm going to rap like how he rapping, and I'm going to get out of here. I know people personally, man, who have talked about having a thuka and they never shot a gun before. Don't know how to load a gun. Don't know which clip going to what a gun. But they're trying to do something to be productive. So as, an, as a god, which means that you have force and power. It is our nature to want to have power and dominion. I ask people all the time, when you go to the school, what do they want to be? They either want to be a rapper or an athlete. I already know this answer. How do I know this? Because a rapper shows force and power. If you want a home, he finna go get one. He want a, he want a plat, platinum grill, man, he just got one. He want a car, man, he just got one. But all the righteous stuff, it seems like you got to be broke. I'm telling you now, you ain't got to be broke to be woke. It said have life more abundantly. It said that the borrower will always be a slave to the lender. How am I going to lend out some money if I'm a slave? How am I going to help the masses of the people if I'm a slave? So there's nothing wrong with getting money, but it's the way that we're going about getting it. Can we unite and circulate this money instead of beefing with one another? Can we come together and devise a plan to where we ain't got to do it in secret or we can do it in public because it's legal and we can grow this thing? So I would say focus on studying. Uh, of course, we're going to have a lot of time and we can't allow this time to go by without us improving ourselves. The summertime is not just a playtime. This is time for us to go look at how to make money online. This is the time to go look at how to make this money on YouTube like everybody else doing. This is the time to go look at what drop shipping is where I can make some money online without even having to have a product in my hand. And I'm just bringing in the money like Walmart does. This is the time for us to go do that. And I think once we do that, and we fall in love with ourselves through the knowledge itself, we will begin to change. Uh, Because I don't think no man just wants to go to prison. I don't think no man just wants to be a slave all over again, but it's all that they know. And I'm here to tell you that the guidance is out there. I don't care. You know, it's not that I don't care, but I understand that people don't have parents that know because they needed a parent that knew and they needed a parent that knew. So this is stuff that's going down. When you think about in slavery, they force the mother to start to teach the child, you better not look that white man in the face because you're seeing what's happening. So now he don't even have to go threaten the child. The mother is doing it for them. So when you got a mother that has a security-based mind, I just want to take care of my baby, she was scared to take the leap. So she's telling the son, son, go to school, get some good grades so you can get a degree and work for somebody else. That's what she did because she was afraid that she wasn't going to make enough sales. She was afraid that she wasn't going to be able to get it on her own. So now she's putting that fear into the child that the only way to be successful is to, you understand me, go to the schools and get a degree and work for somebody else. But if we're free enough and we got enough money, we don't have to be, uh, we don't have to listen to the devil within. And the devil is deceptive intelligence, rationalizing disobedience. It ain't no, it ain't no red man underground with a pitchfork where you're going to burn forever. Think about this. They tell us that, that hell is under the ground. We got a sun that's 93 million miles away. When it's icy outside, the sun that's 93 million miles away can melt the ice. Now, you got ice on the ground. They say hell is supposed to be a little bit closer, 10,000 in the center, 
Hell's supposed to be 10 times hotter than the sun, but when it's melting, how come the the heat from the ground ain't melting the ice? But the way they got to see is, well, hey, if this person dies, they know can't nobody come back and say, hey, man, heaven is for real. Hell is for real. So they got us looking up in the sky while they going into our pockets. They got us looking in the sky while they building a heaven right here on earth. So heaven and hell are not two places. They are more so two conditions. And the way that we do that is by being prepared financially, mentally. Look at what Brother Neary said. He said, you know this condition because when you're mad, you say, man, I'm mad as hell. You ain't got no money, man. I'm broke as hell. This is the condition that you're in. But if I got money, whenever something break on my car, man, I'm in heaven. I'm at peace. I got a content of mine because I know I can drop that money anytime. Anything happen with me legally, something happened where I'm trying to stand up for the people and I'm unjust. I'm not worried about that. You know, we do it in the streets already. Nigga, I got bail money. That's what they say all the time. So he's not worried. He's not mad because in his mind, man, I got bail money already. That's heaven. I got life more abundantly. So if we can unite instead of being divided. We can say, hey, man, you know how to make websites? Because I got a cool product. So instead of me trying to do the product, do the marketing, do the email templates, do the texting, do the leads and all this, I can go find a team of people and we can come together like the ants. Look at the ants. The ants come together, don't they? You knock over their ant power, what they do. But the nurse said, you don't see no ants saying no justice, no peace. Man, that ant done built the ant power back. Not only did he build it back the next day, but the ant power bigger than what it was the first place. But look at us. It's 2020. And as soon as we talk about building, the first thing we go to, you remember Black Wall Street? They burned it down. That was that was decades ago. We still talking about that. So we can't have that fear of I don't want to build nothing because they're going to bring it down, burn it down. And I think that's why the youth is so important and our generation is so important because they don't care. So if we can guide them and show them how to be productive businessmen like they are in the street. It's just illegal. They still businessmen. If you're able to have a team, you got the D-boy down the street ready to kill you. You got some, the police looking over and you still able to move. Man, you're a businessman. So now we can take that same skill. We can take that same desire and will and put you in a business and you can thrive. And then you can impact more people while impacting yourself. Man, you know, uh, I got a lot more education than, you know, I was expecting to get out of this. Like I said, um, there was things that even I wanted to touch on that, you know, you just integrated perfectly for the message that needs to go to not only the youth, but just to America in general. And uh, just what you're doing is just, you know, it, it comes from a good place. It comes from positivity and it comes from, you know, growth as far as where we need to go and how far we've come. Um, I do want to have, you know, multiple conversations with you, man. Uh, but for now, I do want people to just, you know, of course, take this message and take heed. Uh, as far as for them to even reach out to you, uh, you know, speak to you, uh, get, you know, see what your uh, content is, uh, learn from you. Uh, how can they find you? How can they follow you? Where can they get your content? Brother Ben X on everything. Brother spelled out Ben X on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And you can hit me on uh, through an email, uh, bookbrotherbenx at gmail.com or brotherbenx.com. I mean, I'm sorry, brotherbenx at gmail.com. And you can just hit me through my DM. Uh, you can hit me in my DM. I got a text list. So if you just want to get text messages from me, I do send out text messages and I do respond to those text messages on that number. And uh, just continue to tap in, man. I'm not here to say that uh, I am your God. I want you to realize that you are a God. 
I want you to realize that ye are all guys and we need everybody. We need the all of the one. So all of us combined makes up God. So if you can tap into your skill, if you can tap into your talent, if you can chase the God within and you focus on service and valuing and bringing value to other people, I guarantee you that the money is going to chase you. We chase the money. We wonder why we never satisfied is because you chase the money. They're going to print off money. You're never going to be satisfied, man, because the Federal Reserve is printing off money as we speak. That's why the value of the dollar is going down because of inflation has nothing back in it. But if we can chase purpose, if we can chase change, because we all won't change no matter if we thugs, no matter if we're in the street or not deep within. We always say, man, I'm trying to get it how I live. There is a better way to do it. I don't care if you got to go to YouTube. I don't care if you got to go to Instagram. I don't care if you got to go to pdfdrive.com and download uh, books, PDFs for millionaires so you can learn how to do it. And at that point, once you notice, there's no more reason for any excuses. We got to stop using the excuses that I don't know. The information is out there and the people is out there. We just have to apply what it is that we know. So y'all can reach to me, man. Brother Ben X, I wouldn't advise reaching me on Facebook because I got a million followers over there and my inbox is full daily. Uh, but Instagram, I'm a little bit more personal over there. I always got Instagram open. So if you hit me, I can hit you right back. But if you need guidance on, you know, how to think, you can check out my podcast. Brother BNX podcast is on Apple Music, Spotify, all those different things. It's several inf- uh, uh, abundance of information out there from economics to mindset to religion to everything. It, it's probably out there. Definitely. Normally, at this time, I would ask about shout outs uh, that you want to give, but we're too formal for that. So I'm going to just ask you if there's any acknowledgments you want to give to anybody definitely man uh, acknowledge the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan because if it wasn't for him I wouldn't be here I would still be a basketball player um, so definitely him uh, the honorable Elijah Muhammad and master Far Muhammad who's the founder of the nation of Islam uh, and shout out just to everybody man you know I can point out if I'm, I'm gonna leave somebody out but uh, and, and shout out to y'all really for being able to bring somebody on like myself. I understand that a lot of people uh, try to focus on music, but a lot of people, uh, a lot of blogs don't bring that other side, that balance to it. So I appreciate y'all for using y'all platform and being consistent in showing what's capable of uh, being done. You don't know how powerful that is and how many people y'all have probably inspired to do their own shows, to do their own podcast, to where they no longer have to be in the streets doing something illegal that can put them in a certain situation because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said this, which I forgot to mention, which is my favorite quote. He says, you never have to condemn a dirty glass. Just put a clean one next to it. And I think that's a, a great solution that we need to have. Instead of going down into that brother who got his pants sagging, talking down on him, how about you pull up his mind and he'll pull up his behind? He don't know no better. Maybe if we go down there and correct before we connect, we can make some changes. So let's strive all to be a good example And once we do that, man, I think we'll make some change. But, man, shout out to all the black people out there, all the original people. And uh, let's just continue to do better like we know we can. Definitely, man. Once again, I appreciate you touching base with us, man. This is not our last conversation. Definitely want to bring you in and discuss more as the fight continues. So, uh, once again, man, Brother Ben X, thank you for coming. You are a real-life three-star, man. We definitely salute you, sir. Yes, sir.